Hello. Hello. Welcome. To. X to the Zennial. Repressing the song. <laughs> Oh my her. god, no, I, I don't really want to. I, I, I don't want <laughs> to touch your sweaty palms. <laughs> but thank you for that, Cap. Welcome. Anytime. Um, hi. Hi. Let's podcast. Oh my god, right? Let's do this. It has been, we, we just did our catch up like we normally do, and it has been the craziest two weeks. Yeah, you've had it. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. The universe yes. came for me, and that's fine. I asked for it. With the new moon and all the things, I manifested awareness and insight and connection and, and boy, did I get it. Oh, she got it. <laughs> um, but uh, it was all, it was all really welcome and positive. That's so good. Time for opportunity, growth, and change. For sure. But one of the things that had come up um, is really looking at my own behavior when it comes to relationships and love. Yeah, and critical mass microscope that? Well, I've always been aware of, like, my attachment style and how I came to be the human that I am and why I do relationships and the kinds of relationships I've done. Um, but I thought that it would be helpful today to kind of deep dive for both of us into attachment style. Oh, Bulby. <laughs> <laughs> so initially, um, attachment style and attachment style research was done uh, by John Bulby in a long time ago. Um, How did he start that? Was he the one who was with the monkeys? He was the monkeys. I was the monkeys. The, yep. so- uh, the soft mommy monkey and the... Yep. Uh, Yeah, so just quickly, um, basically looking at how humans attach to other humans. And so he did an experiment on monkeys. You can Google John Bowlby, the father of attachment theory, and look at the um, and look at the experiment. Well, what he did was he took uh, monkeys and baby monkeys, little ones. um, They're really cute. Right. And so what he did is he put them in a controlled environment with several different kinds of mom surrogates, surrogate monkeys, right? Right. Uh, Not actual other mom monkeys, but, um, and it's it's actually a really cruel experiment when you think about it now. It is. Don't think too deep. Right, don't, yeah, no, 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 yeah, like it's it's like a whole PETA thing and people get upset. (laughs) You'll go I mean, at the end of the day, we've learned a lot about human behavior because you can't really do this. And they, they actually did a, a different Russia. experiment with humans, yeah. not in the same way. Um, but long and the short of it is the monkeys. They would put a baby monkey in with uh, basically something holding a bottle to feed it. Right? right. And it wasn't super attached to it. It eventually stopped interacting with the bottle then they put like a chicken wire with like a face and that was a little bit better the monkey would feed but it still wasn't super interested in the surrogate mom it didn't want to cling to the mom which that's is correct a huge attachment thing with, within the primates absolutely and so then they did like a terry cloth around the chicken wire created kind of a monkey mom thing and the the baby monkey would attach a little bit better. 
what they were trying to look at was how then the monkey would react or act with a real mom monkey after the fact under these different circumstances. Attachment style and attachment theory has been used on development and child development for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, what there is more research done on is adult attachment style as it relates to relationship. Okay. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's a lot of information. We do not plan to do that here other than talk about our own experiences with attachment. Yeah, we're not going to test on monkeys. No, 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 no. And we're not going to do a whole lot of research, but I think it's important for people even to start having conversations about how attachment style affects relationships mm -hmm. because it definitely creates um, some barriers, but also some opportunities for connection. Right. Um, if you haven't checked out, I, I don't, I'm going to do it anyway. My daughter's um, TED Talk, because my daughter actually does have a TED Talk. Um, you can do that. Um, she does talk about attachment theory yeah. in there. Uh, so it's Luna Martinez. You can just do Luna Martinez TED Talk and you will find it. She talks a little bit about attachment. Um, she talks about a lot of other things. Not anything I haven't discussed here on the podcast. Right. Um, but also, my daughter's amazing. Um, so if you have negative comments, uh, keep those to your fucking self. And if you come for her, I will come for you. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's get back to attachment. Anyway, attachment. Um, so there is a book that I read a few years ago when I was doing research. It was actually, I started the book when I was still in internship before when I was just starting to work with couples and just starting to do all the things. When I first read the book, I did not really align with it because they had said some things about codependency and, um, which is an attachment style. Uh, it's Sorry, not uh, quite an attachment style, but they disregarded the fact that codependency was a thing. Oh, okay. Um, so then I went back and read it again a couple years later when I was in a better space to listen to it. So the book is called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. Uh, it's by Levine and Heller, um, male and female. Um, one of them is an MD doctor and the other one is a master's, either a social worker or counselor, I don't know. Um, but the book is actually really helpful in talking about attachment styles. Tell us more about it. What you learn? <laughs> so many things. Um, quickly, there are four attachment styles. And um, just quickly, there is secure, there is anxious, there is dismissive and fearful. Let's go back to the monkeys for a second. Yes. So. Soft monkey is what attachment? So soft monkey was anxious right. and or fearful. Right. Um, the other thing about adult attachment is that the, you can combine them. Okay. Obviously the goal is secure to be securely attached and know that the mom monkey or the mom or the parent or whatever, if you are securely attached to another human, that human can go away and come back and you're fine. Right. 
Right. You're not going to say, my mom just disappeared into the other room, and she's probably never coming back and freak out. Right. If you're securely attached, mom's going to go to the other room, she's going to get me a glass of milk, and she's probably going to sneak me a cookie, and she's going to come back. Fair. Right? But and, positive and, outcome. Absolutely. And so for babies, not monkeys, um, they really look at secure attachment style as the goal. But there's a lot of other developmental things that have to happen for a baby, an infant, to securely attach. One is consistency. Mm-hmm. Two is validation, eye contact, yep. physical contact. There's a lot of things that need to happen. Right. Okay. Now, I am not going to go into a long whole thing on sleeping, sleep training or... Parenting or co-sleeping. There's a lot of things that go into parenting. Attachment style is a very small part of that. Right. But anxious, avoidant. So that was the other thing. So I'm looking at one thing that says secure, anxious, dismissive, and fearful. Those are probably the most um, descriptive for attachment styles for children. Right. But there are other ones. So... Um, fearful, avoidant, avoidant, anxious, and secure. Those are the ones that I'm going to talk about today. And there's all kinds of, if you just Google attachment style, there's so much stuff. Lots of combinations. Absolutely. But in, um, maladaptive attachment, there is something called radical attachment disorder. And... (laughs) Again, don't run around diagnosing people. If you want to know all the things, do actual research. Don't just fucking Google shit. Don't WebMD it. Oh my God, don't. No, don't do that. Um, But I also think that like it's important to just start a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not a diagnostic tool. Right. This is a conversation. Right. And what you and I are talking about, and this is just a disclaimer, is our own awareness of attachment. Attachment theory, you and I are both master's level trained counseling humans, Yep. right? So we are talking from that lens. And we're not coming at this in a diagnostic way. If you hear something, it stimulates a thought, uh, you know, and you want to investigate, you want to do more research on yourself. For sure. Please contact a therapist. Right. Or, you know, like... Or do some research. Do some research, but not just like Google and not just whatever. There are a whole slew of adult attachment styles uh, that are based in anxiety and not anxiety and all the things. But radical attachment disorder is a thing. Right. And it is a super maladaptive attachment style that happens with trauma, with uh, completely, like, terrible parenting and a lot of things. I, again... It's not a diagnosis, and that's not something we're trying to do, but it is a thing. And so if you run across it, do more research. Don't just Google. And it's pretty intense. Like, I I work with um, SDS students who have behavioral issues, Um, and and that sometimes does come. Animal does come. For sure. From the family environment, the attachment, et cetera, I have seen a reactive attachment child. Sure. And worked with, and it's it's a pretty intensive thing. So don't go thinking your kids have this. No, 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 no. One and you're not going to give this to your kids if you let them cry it out, right? Exactly. That's not what we're saying at all. No. Um, what we are going to talk about is the adult attachment 
specific to relationships. So if you Google things, these are just, this is us saying words so that you're not running around like diagnosing your kid. Please don't do that. Uh, leave that to professionals. Like me. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. Um, so as it relates to adults, mm-hmm. um, secure is your ideal, right? And um, if you were raised in an environment or if you had relationships that tested your attachment style, Mm -hmm. you could start at secure Mm -hmm. and then things could happen over time that then shift things. Exactly. Also, if you're raised in environments that were not overly secure, not overly stable, you may not feel secure and stable in relationships. Or you may go to therapy, counseling, work on that inner voice, self-check. For get sure. Get some support, get a lot of support. Absolutely. And a lot of introspection and be able to form secure attachments. Absolutely. So it, this is not a death sentence. Well, it, the is thing not. is, it's a goal. Exactly. Our goal to have a healthy, stable, good relationship is to have a secure attachment. Absolutely. Right? But, unfortunately, being with... Uh, other people who were raised in different environments who, you know, we all make shitty choices sometimes and all it's of that like can test. a puppy from the pound. Right? You get a little brief description, you take him home for a trial run, holy shit, it tore my house apart, they didn't say anything about that. Right. Or, hey, this is the most perfect dog, I can't even imagine how anybody gave him up. For sure. And everything in between. Or it's like dating in your 40s where it's like going to fucking Goodwill with your hand tied behind your back and, you know, one eye. It's a whole mess. <laughs> Although I'm learning dating in your 40s is not the worst thing. Um, it's like buying a used car, basically. A uh, lot of miles, but somebody could have really loved the shit out of it and it's great. Or no miles and it's like brand new and that's awesome too. Um, now, talking about... Identifying your attachment style. Yeah. There's see. a lot of things that go into that, right? Yeah. So. Are we going to do on, on air diagnosis? No. Okay. We're not. <laughs> Fair. There's actually um, really great questionnaires and things to kind of on, on the interwebs um, tests to test your attachment style. We're not going to do a whole one right now, but know that those things are true and on the internet. Um, I know for myself, for a lot of reasons, I am an anxious avoidant attacher. Ooh, tell me more. What is an anxious avoidant attacher? I mean, I know what a Virgo is, but I don't know. I do know what it is. But tell us more. Um, okay. So if secure is ideal, you hear, you go away. I'm totally fine with that. Um, I either get super anxious when I'm in relationship or I get avoidant. So you avoid the person that you're dating or you're just super anxious around them? Both. Okay. And, or I avoid getting in too deep with humans because it is really scary for me. Hence the anxiety. Okay. Um, and I'm an anxious human anyway. Like I just, I overthink the shit out of things. I feel um, triggered often by vulnerability, as evidenced by the vulnerability podcast. Yes. Um, 
So I know that about me. And so if I have to be completely exposed, that makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a lot of vulnerability. Full frontal exposure. For sure. Um... So yeah, I mean, it's for me, it has shown up as in um, primarily sexual relationships that don't have a lot of depth, mm -hmm. um, dating multiple people, avoiding uh, relationships. You know, we talked about the fact that I was married for 18 years, pretty solid, 14 of which were, uh, it was in an open relationship right. for a lot of reasons, not least of which was having... Um, you know, kind of casual sexual relationships or primarily sexual relationships. There's not a lot of depth there. Right. And so... It's just the exchange of fluids and orgasms. Right. Which... It's uh, fun. It is. And it's vulnerable in a different way. Right. But um, it's easy. For, it, was, it was easy for me to do that because they're... You don't ask any questions about me. I don't ask any questions about you. Like the... And I can have a really candid conversation about like when was your last std screening what kind of condoms do you like um are you we know using butt plugs tonight or not well i've never had that well not never but anyway right but it's saying you can have very like in-depth like dildos or no dildos but not the what are your feelings emotions dreams and aspirations? i don't want to we're not talking about any of that exactly. <laughs> like i will shut that shit down like immediately there it is Right. And so that there's a different level of vulnerability in right. when's your birthday? Tell me about your favorite color. What was the hardest thing you've ever been through? We're not talking about that. Dildos and butt plugs or no. Like, right. you know, that's a much easier conversation for me to have because I have control over that situation. Exactly. I don't get anxious about that. I don't get avoidant about that. I don't need you to know whether or not I do Christmas because I don't give a shit right. about you. And, and to, to be fair, right. um, you know, when I was in my relationship and having, you know, casual sex at one point, I think I talked or maybe I haven't, I had a whole team and that sounds like a lot of humans It's really like five professional humans that I've known for a long time. Right. And there was a level of attachment there, but you know, for a lot of reasons, I didn't have to get much deeper than that. Well, you just stayed at the tip of the iceberg instead of seeing the whole all the shit underneath the waterline. Well, and even if I did, I could see that because as an empath and certainly as the human that I am, I could know all the things about you. If you never ask me a question, dope. I don't need to know. Sick. I don't want you to ask me. Right. Shit. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm like, I, 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 I can know all the things about you. Right. But I'm not going to let you know all the things about me. Right. Right. You know what I do. You know, you know, basics. But you don't get to know me. No, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because I am avoidant. I will avoid being vulnerable in that way. Right. I can also get super attached, but you're never going to know that. Right. Because you're not going to let that on because of the poker face. Right. Because if you don't drop the poker face, then you're vulnerable, then they're on to you, then you know, then you got to set the village on fire and fail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's as though you know me. It's like I do or something. Okay. So that is an anxious avoidant attachment style. Right. As an adult. Okay. Go through the checklist. I'm trying to figure out which one I am. Okay. Who's our next? What's our next one? So just anxious, right? Every time you're in relationship... 
And the closer you get, you just get really insecure. These are generally people who are jealous or are going to check the social media, are going to want to check your phone, are going to get a little bajiggity if you have uh, close relationships with other people. They aren't necessarily controlling, but they're going to be anxious about the level of attachment to the other person. About that relationship? About the relationship, about how it's going. They're going to... they are they're talking about? Were you talking about me? Right? Their code D might show up. They're going to bend and, and contort themselves into whatever you want so that you are going to stay with them, assuming that you have any control over that. Right. Right? Right. So someone with an anxious attachment is going to get very insecure, is going... They might be the most secure, most, you know, confident... Together person. Right. Well, I'm doing air quotes. Put right. together. Until they're in relationship. And they just fall apart. Well, they turn into somebody that you're not used to. Right? Needy. The super needy. Super like. Well, those are both, they're synonymous. But they're going to be the kind of person that you're super attracted to them because they're so confident in all the things. But the closer you get to them, that's when they start to get really uncomfortable. Like, they're going to be the kind that napalms things or self-sabotages or whatever. They're going to peace out in that same way. Right. And so when we're talking about initial attraction, that's something to be aware of. The thing is that you can switch attachment styles through a relationship. Oh, that's fascinating. Right? You can start super secure. Right. You're here. I'm here. You go away. I'm fine. I go away. You're fine. All the things. Except... If you or the other person starts doing some shady shit, because it might start super secure, but they are going through something at work or personally, and their whole foundation has been shifted. And so they're, you know, maybe pulling away from you and not showing up, not consistently being the way that they were when you guys first started, all the things. The thing is, and we've talked about this, Things change over time. People change over time. We grow, we shift, we change. Right. Well, humans definitely change, but situations also change over time. Mm -hmm. And so a very securely attached relationship, and this is what I tell clients all the time, nobody is guaranteed forever, despite what Disney says, despite what country music says, despite what every goddamn love song there ever was written, nothing, literally nothing, lasts forever except for a goddamn plastic bag. Please recycle. <laughs> use plastic containers that are... Don't use straws. Plastic. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but because humans change over time, mm -hmm. you can start securely attached and then, you know, we grow. Right. We change. Well, and the environment changes and such. <laughs> like, I remember I dated someone in college and I had the very anxious... I got that way and it was really strange because I'd not ever really been that way. Yeah. Um, but with this one particular person I was dating, Nick was his name. There are about a million of them in the world, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so I was dating this guy, and something shifted and changed, and all of a sudden I, it was in my head. I was like, he's cheating on me. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Fair. I can't explain this to you. Yeah. I cannot explain it at all. So I can only say my environment shifted 
something in my environment stimulated a shift in me because I to this day I have no idea why oh my gosh I would not let it go it was the demise of the relationship I was like you're cheating on me no I'm not well I want to see your phone I've never asked anybody that before <laughs> in my life and also I haven't since asked anybody interesting in my life and I've been cheated on like legit style had no idea that shit was going on right at all um until I was like you know left for the other person I was like oh wait what this makes no sense. When were you doing that? When did you have time for that? I don't know. I don't care. You're doing your own life. Right. Talk. And so, <laughs> peace out. And so, that's how I handled that. I was like, all right, well, clearly you don't want to be with me. Right. Have a good day. Yeah. I hate you. And I hope you didn't give me an STD. Sure. Um, like, please don't let that be your parting gift. But yeah, back to college. I was dating this guy. And like I said, I can't explain what it was. To this day, but I became that that person, yeah, that individual who was like, "Well, then show me your Facebook." So you shifted from secure to insecure or anxious. Anxious. Absolutely, and it was the weirdest damn thing. To this day, I still can't explain it. It's likely he was cheating on you, and you had an intuition about it, but that's not the point. The point is, the point is, I shifted. Yep. Yeah, I'm actually speculating, conjecture will say that, like he was totally fucking cheating on me. And right, but. It, it's interesting because, like, that's what I'm saying. You you seem fascinated by the fact that your your attachment style can shift. Yeah. In within a relationship, it mm-hmm. can shift for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And if you're an anxious human already, it's not likely that you'll be an anxious attacher, right? Unless something's happened, right? Right. Our heads get super bajiggity, and the human condition is con constantly evolving. It's constantly shifting. Can you tell me about a relationship that you felt and still feel secure in? Yeah, my current one. Okay, tell me more. It's so great. Tell me why it's great. What's great about it? What makes you feel secure? What makes me feel secure is we are our own peoples. Yep. Doing our own things. Yeah. And trusting each other, coming together and having great time together. And then we separate and we're doing our own lives and we're still in contact and we're like having a great, it's just really nice. We can have things in common. There's not, we're open to speaking with one another. Like, I've had a lot of fear in the past, anxiety about speaking my truth to Love people that. when I don't, when I'm not pleased, when I'm not happy. Because I, it's not always been safe. Right, exactly. It's not, I've not always been in safe relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, so it wasn't safe um, to talk to the person about things. Or I try to, and then I get an explosion. I was like, and shut down and avoid that. Uh, so then you become avoidant. So then I became avoidant because I've got good ex- I've got examples for that one for sure. For sure. Because that's my dominant one that I'll go to. Yeah. Is avoidant. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so so much easier. Um, but no, being in a securely attached relationship is I know that that person is still out there being their best self ever. I'm over here being my best self ever, and then we come together and we're our best selves ever. And I don't ever think like. Oh, he's not returning my text message. It must be cheating. I never go to a funky ass place in my head. You don't go to an anxious place. Exactly. Or an insecure attachment. I have no reason to. I love that. There is just no, I just go, we just go with the flow and do our happy-go-lucky thing. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And, and things do come up, right, right? Where you have to have conversations about stuff. Sure. But I have those conversations. And I'm supported in those conversations. And, and you feel safe to do that. That is an, a significant piece in creating secure attachment is to feel safe in being vulnerable mm-hmm. to have a conversation. Ooh, say it again. 
Well, I do, I do talk a lot about that in relationship with people when I'm working in, in relationship therapy, um, because it's important to feel not just physically safe, but emotionally safe in your relationship. Absolutely. And it's interesting when you have a conversation with a partner and you say, I don't feel safe talking about this because they immediately go, what? I would never hit you. I would never hurt you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you would never intentionally hurt me. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to have hurt feelings because I'm in control of that to a degree. Um, But if you don't feel safe being your genuine vulnerable self, then yeah, a lot of people will then start to deteriorate at that secure attachment. Right. It starts to fall apart. You start to get anxious. You start to get avoidant. Right. You start to get fearful. Or you get super cody and then you hold back pieces of yourself because you don't feel safe. Right. So then you become insecurely attached or avoid being vulnerable in that way. Right. Um, you know, if, if you've ever dated as a fucking full ass grown up, and I mean anybody 30 and over, like there's a lot of damage that happens in in our younger years of dating. In the teens and 20s, there's a lot, a lot. For sure. You could have been raised in the most secure household where your parents were fucking perfect and they made you feel secure and they loved you and they all the things and still be in relationship and then have attachment issues. Exactly. Because you cannot control that other person. You can only control yourself and your, and to an extent you can control your, they're being cognizant and conscientious of your style. Yeah. You are attaching Rain that in if it's getting maladaptive. For sure. Figure out, identify, what is it, why do I not feel safe? Is this the right relationship for me if I do not feel safe communicating my needs? Or even, not even, I mean, that that's fucking, like, fucking fifth level shit. But a I'm, therapist. I know, but I, I mean, even basic ass shit, right? Like, right. for example, um, I've been in relationships before where... Uh, I will stop listening to the kind of music that I like. Oh, you become the other person? No, I just hide parts of myself. Oh, okay. I will, uh, not talk about, you know, my ideals, my goals, my, there are certain truths that I live by. I, we, you know this, I am a hardcore fucking environmentalist, like environmental Nazi. Yes, um, and I'm not going to stop doing that. Which I is great, because I have... Plastic recyclable straws because of it. <laughs> and use recycle bags now. But I used to be super, like, I would be super pushy and, like, you know, a lot of things about that. I don't do that anymore. But, like, for example, music, right? Right. I own 100% that I have an eclectic music style. I like a lot of different music. But mostly I listen to, like, terrible trashy pop, which I love. It I makes love me that. happy and I love it. But if I'm in a car with someone, and I generally drive, but not always, and I am listening to whatever comes up on my Spotify or whatever, and the other person complains about it, I won't listen to that again. In fact, I'll let you pick the music. And it's partially Cody, but it's partially that I don't feel safe exposing that part of myself to you. If every time I ask you where, where do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? And you shoot down all of my choices and options. I don't want to make 
make choices and options anymore. I won't make choices and options. Yeah. I'll shut down another piece of myself. So I try to start securely attached. Right. Try. I'm still avoidant and I'm still anxious. You're working on it. Right. Always. But if, if it starts to not feel safe for me to be emotionally vulnerable, and we're talking about basic ass shit, food, we're talking about music, we're talking about TV shows, we're talking about all of those things. Right. Every part of me that's attached to you will start to detach. And then that security goes away. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And so then I will show up as whoever, whatever box you've put me in, but you don't get to know me. I'll be the person you want me to be and think that I am and I'll morph to suit that and fit that. As long as it ideal. works for both of us and if it's not working for me anymore, I'll dip. Right. Wow. And that's avoidant? It's partially avoidant. That's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely a thing that I know to be true about myself. And, and when I'm working with, with couples and relationships, if I don't, if I don't feel... Like, I can be just my basic-ass, genuine, weird, funky, crazy self. Right. Which I get that I can be a lot. And a lot is not a bad thing. It's not. Um, if you can't hang, cool. Then I have put you in a box and you've put me in a box. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, like, processing boxes. Fair. what you're saying is really, like, brum, 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 brum in my brain. Yeah. Let me think. For sure. I, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. I mean, we've all done it. Had those relationships. I've For had sure. Those relationships because I didn't feel secure. Yeah. I did not feel safe. Exactly. And safe and secure are actually two synonymous words. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. If every time I have a question about you, mm -hmm. right? Why did you do that? That's weird. Or yeah. I don't understand what that was about. Can you tell me more? Mm -hmm. And you get upset mm -hmm. or you make a big deal out of it. If you take a tiny little molehill question and you turn it into a big reactive thing, I'm shutting the fuck down. Right. And then I, handle that. I'm checking out. Right. And it deteriorates at the, the fabric of our relationship. Safety and security are synonymous and it doesn't necessarily mean physical safety, Right. but it could very much mean emotional safety. If I'm constantly questioning, is this the right relationship for me? Mm -hmm. Then I'm not securely attached. You're not securely attached. And that's a question and a conversation that you and I should be having as two humans in relationship. Right. And that could be with anybody. We're talking about romantic partners, but it could be with your boss. It, it could, could be with your best friend. For sure. That happens a lot. I, I see the, the attachment styles more in like my female friendships yeah and how I deal and manage those for sure I'm a peace out bitch I can't handle it female relationships are very hard for me They're why very hard tell me more I am very because of the because of conversations and conflict I don't manage it well at all and so when it is there and I have to talk about like hey what you're doing hurts my feelings I've not had positive reactions from the female species Ooh. so it is a hard thing I the, all those friendships are gone because I'm like hey you know when you stole my boyfriend it really hurt my feelings well he <laughs> likes me more bitch <laughs> I guess I have to go now because we're clearly not best friends right um, you know but I mean even down into simple like pretty simple things yeah. I, I had to end relationships with women because
because I'm like, oh. So then do you find yourself avoiding? I did for a long time. I avoided probably for a good 10 years making friends with girls. Wow. I was like, I just can't handle women. Like, yeah. They are just scary to me. Fair. And it just, it was hard. I didn't grow up having a lot of friends. That's why and the friends that I had were, I kind of identified some of them just bullied me. Yeah. Um, so my attachment with women in the, in friendships is hard. Okay. And so, but the ones that I find, like the gems that I find in the world, <laughs> oh my God, you guys are stuck with me forever. I'm like an octopus now. I'm like, hi, you're my friend. And I feel, <laughs> cause I feel safe and I feel secure, but I've also stared at you, vetted you, felt you out. For years. For years. Not just like, oh yeah, we went and we got drunk one night and then we became besties. I, I don't do that anymore. No. Uh, it's more of a, I'm going to see if we fit and jive and I feel secure and safe in conversations. And I, I want to see how you are as a person before I... Over time. I mean, we, we talk about how our relationship evolved over years. Yeah, we were to get to this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. And part of that is my attachment style. Right. Part of that is growing up in the environment that I did, mm-hmm. feeling how I feel. The more secure I am, I still don't securely attach. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, trauma and, and all the things like losing my dad when I did and, and all those things. Like I realized that attaching to humans is painful. It is. And secure attachment, it's so much easier to be avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, because why? I'm not going to, like, you're going to fucking die someday. Right. Right? And that's devastating. It is painful. Grief definitely affects attachment style. It does. For sure. And trauma definitely affects attachment style. It does. It's not just your family and and how you're growing up. It's it's always shifting and always changing. And there are so many things in a multi-layered way that affect how you attach to another human. Right. And so, you know, if you start dating someone and they're talking about their crazy ex, that's a flag. But it's not necessarily a reason to like dip out on a relationship. Or necessarily to get anxious. Right. It might just be they're giving you a lot of data. Sure. I'm giving you information about where I've been, what I've seen and what I've been through. Yeah. It's, you know, the life stories or quote war stories. You For know, sure. War stories of life. But if it does trigger you like, oh. He's talking about his ex-girlfriend. He must still be in love with her. Watch Ooh. those messages. Well, that, yeah. That so pay attention to your stuff. Pay attention to you. Yeah. In how you're reacting as you're building a really, I almost said building capacity. <laughs> building capacity with another person. I've been at work all day. Shit. And so like, watch how you're building that relationship with someone, and I think, too, that's something to be so conscientious about at the beginning of a relationship. For sure. And to be mindful of is how you're building that relationship. If you're dating someone, you go on a first date, right? Spectacular. Awesome. That's so exciting. Can't wait to get that boner. But second date, <laughs> you know, it's all... I love you so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's, it's on the list, <laughs> anyway. It's on the list. I'm not saying can't wait to get the ring. I'm Sure. You want to share something with them. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, like the craziest thing happened today at work. And they immediately are like, oh yeah, I had a weird thing at work today happen. And I blah, 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 blah. And then they command the conversation, right? Think about how you reacted to that. Yep. 
Right then and there will be can be a tell. No, it's not. Again, we're not diagnosing no. at all. But that can be a tell of what your attachment style is. They bring up an ex. Yeah. Oh, I'm super jealous. That's you know. their ex for a reason. That person's in the garbage now. Right. Maybe being recycled. Who knows? Right. Um, you know, watch what is happening to you physically. Sure. How you are physically, because your physical manifestation, your body is going to react sooner, faster, quicker. Than your brain than does. Than your brain jelly. And certainly brain. faster than your heart does. Your heart is a dumb fucking dummy. Oh my sometimes. God. 100%. Don't let that thing lead you. So looking first <laughs> at, you know, body reaction to sure. these things being said, you know, like, oh, that's so strange. Like when we went on our date, I was so excited. And then we let, we talked about our exes a lot and then I came home my stomach hurts I don't feel so good yep. something's not right and so that could be your anxious that could be your anxiety that could be your anxiety that and and really just kind of I think it's it's important kind of like with anything we've ever talked about is to have an awareness right always of yourself always of yourself always of because yourself. we can't control anybody else no. like literally no one I mean, right? Are you supposed to be obedient? <laughs> I have the <laughs> Okay, for a lot of reasons, not least of which is like he just got his junk fucked with. He did. He's silly. <laughs> but I, I love that you said that because it's important to have an awareness of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? We have literally just scratched the surface on this. Right. And, you know, we can certainly do a part two or we can just do an extended set. You decide. Um, we can do a part Okay. But I think it's important to have that, that first awareness. Right. And in, in the beginning levels of it, because you're setting your foundation, that initial foundation, and in those first few weeks, months, days, however long it is, you're not in your right mind. No, you're, you're just not. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's part of the process. Absolutely. Oxytocin is amazing, and I love oxytocin. Well, because oxytocin just wants you to get the D. Well, it does, but it's also, it's the pair bonding hormone. And so there are reasons that our bodies release oxytocin at different stages and different phases of attachment. Well, and that initial is, I I want a pair bond because I want a baby monkey. Sure. Let's go make a baby monkey. (laughs) And hopefully not fuck it up too bad. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Really? You need to get a license before you have babies. I'm just saying. And so, I don't get on that topic. (laughs) Um, And so, right then and there though, so those are some tips and pointers though, especially when you're building that relationship and especially if you're finding that you're not having these long-term sustaining relationships or you're not having the relationships that you want to be. Yes. Exactly. Whether that is a short-term or a long-term, whatever your relationship style is, paying attention to those those beginning and initials can help you to gauge what is going to trick What's going to happen with this? Sure. And where is this going? If you're shutting down on your first or second date because they're saying like, Oh, I, I don't like the color pink. I think it's so terrible. And then you're like duly noted to go home and throw away all the pink clothes in my closet. For sure. Some, this is not a good fit. Well, not only that, but I think it's important to, I love that you said what your relationship goals are like, what if you're just wanting to get the D, like none of this matters. Totally yeah, fine. Have, do your D. And if you want, if you have been doing that for a long time and now you want something different, that's when it's a, an important time to do some research on what your attachment style is, where it came from. Just like with, like I said, where I was going is 
anything that we've talked about, this is anecdotally about us, but it's also just giving you the very bare minimum to start to do your own research. This is just the star on top of the Christmas tree. Right. There's and we whole tree under that. For sure. We've talked about like love languages and all of those things. All of these things are tools to help you to recognize what attachment is, how it works, how, you know, you could have started in a very secure relationship and now you're like anxious about it. Or now you're avoiding connecting with your partner. Um, or now you're insecure, right? Right. Um, and so there is such a thing as disorganized attachment that has more to do with the come here, go away thing. Right. I think one of the things that certainly adds to the challenge of relationships is um, the accessibility of dating apps yeah. and the accessibility to humans. Right. It's going to be really difficult to attach and not for all, but for some to really invest if, like you said, there's some small thing that doesn't work and then you're like dip I'm gonna get back on the thing um I can say that for myself I my avoidant attachment style is okay cool this is not working I'm out right and I will pull the plug on just about everything I can also live no tech and live on no electricity so I'm gonna pull the plug all the time but I am learning now as, you know, my evolved self continues to shift and change in terms of my relationship goals and whatever to really look at these things and pay attention to my anxiety, to pay attention to what my goals are, to pay attention to how and whether or not I'm attaching to someone. It's a lot of work. And like I said, the universe has been coming for me and testing me left and right. I am getting ready to level up big because now I'm, I'm looking at these things in a different way. Well, and you're having that introspection and you're really, what are, what are you affirming? What are my goals? Yeah. What are my, what are how do I get there? How did I feel with this person? Sure. How did our second date go? How did our third date? How did that dick appointment go? You right. You know what I mean? Sure. You're very much looking at these things because you have set that goal. Yeah. And you are working towards that goal. Yep. And so, yeah, relationship goal. It's primary. Identify that. Absolutely. And then start to be aware of how you're showing up, how your anxiety is showing up. Do you feel securely attached? And if if you're not ready to do that in romantic relationships, because not everybody's looking for a romantic relationship, but look at it in, like, your parent-child relationships. Look at it in your friendships. Look at it in all the other ways, because those are indicative of your core attachment style. And like I said, it can change over time. It can change over circumstance. Um, it is not anything that's set in stone as adults, as children. It's a little bit more indicative of parents, parenting style, all of those things. Again, we are not diagnosing anybody. We are not saying that, you know, this is the blueprint for how you fuck up your kid. Cause there are so many blueprints on how to fuck up a kid. It's really easy to do. Um, But it's also really easy to do it right if you know what the fuck you're doing. Um, And the first key is awareness. Exactly. Anywho. So we're going to definitely do a part two. Yes. Because this is a big big one. It's also a big conversation. Hopefully we've sparked some some, uh, curiosity. Yeah. In yourself. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of talking. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Kat. I appreciate you always being an awesome sounding board. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I love it. I know. I love this. I love what we're doing. Um, thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, we continue to grow and change. We will probably do a live, but not until I come back from being overseas. Bye! I'm so excited for you! The world is changing again. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, we're going to take it one step at a time. Yeah. You and I continue to adapt and evolve, uh, just like I hope that our listeners do. We do. We hope the best for you. Absolutely. Stay healthy um, and keep being curious. Ask questions. Yeah. Get to where you need to be. Um, we will talk to you soon. It's X to the Zenial, the letter X, the number two, T-H-E-X-E-N-N-I-A-L um, at gmail.com, X to the Zenial underscore podcast on Instagram. And you can also check us out on Facebook uh, for Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Thank you. Thank you.